everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 131. This is Irvin. This is Maribel. And uh, we're joined today by a good friend of Maribel. Yes. A new friend of mine. Yes. Um, he's the owner and founder of Daysvision Films. Mike Day, thank you for joining us, Maribel. The goat! The oh, no. goat is in the building! Ooh, dope, dope. She, she doing it. Thank y'all so much for having me. This, yeah. is, this is an amazing um, podcast. I've been wanting to get on here for some time, so thank I you. Appreciate thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Well, especially when that. he found out that I was like that you were here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I have an in now. And I'm like, of course. We were talking about how this was the first time Maribel showed up early yes. <laughs> to, to record the podcast <laughs> not early on time no, you were early you were outside parked like yes, an hour I early was, reading. i was reading yeah. i was like this is like i just took that time and i was like it's my me time i'm just gonna read my book you were reading up on day vision yeah, hey. of course of course of course so i did my research Yay. on you yeah. uh, i like doing that i think it's real i mean i i think this is meant to be just a casual conversation just in general Absolutely. but i also want to learn more about like what people are doing besides what i know already right mm-hmm. and uh you were born in little rock yes yeah well i was born in um a delta city called marvel arkansas but around the age of two um my parents made that tradition that transition to little rock and i've been there ever since so 501 is my home and that's, and that's how you know that some websites have the incorrect information because this website said that you were born in Little Rock, but thank you for, for stating the facts. Yeah. Uh, how did you make your way over here to Northwest Arkansas? Yeah, so um, pretty pretty uh, easy story. I graduated from uh, McClellan High School 2011. I went to Henderson State University initially um, to go to school there for media. That's in Arkadelphia, and I've always wanted to come to the U of A, but like, I was broke. <laughs> I was broke. So, you know, it, t- it took me a couple years to um, get get a really good GPA at Henderson State, then get, a, then get some scholarships from the U of A. And then from there uh, in 2013, since I've been here, um, doing a lot of work for a lot of people in terms of video and teaching African-American studies. So it's been awesome. And what did you, um, what did you go to the U of A for? Yeah, so I went for journalism, heavy, 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 heavy focus on video production, including working for the University of Arkansas and um, being in charge of the camera that you see on ESPN and mm. all the networks. And um, yeah, journalism and African and African-American studies. Those those were my two majors. And what is what is some of the things that you felt that you've taken from just your time at the University of Arkansas? Um, it's crazy. Um at the U of A is where I learned to love myself being black, regardless. Mm. Um, being at, you know, being being in an all-black setting my whole life, like, I knew something was better, but I was raised on, what I say, like, a poor mentality. Like, you know, mm. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. My folks were working four jobs between them, Oof. you know, just enough to be broke. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've always had that sense of, um, and still from my father that, you know, when you leave here, you're going to leave loving two things, God and yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just for being black. And so when I got up here and started learning more about institutional racism and things in that nature, um, black people and, and brown people, too, like we've come a long way. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I'm happy, you know, despite the things that goes on. You know, I think the U of A taught me to, like, really love yourself, you know, no matter what, especially your black self hey, isn't that i feel like us three specifically we talk a lot about like our skin right because yeah? well, i know that you oh, on yeah. social media you put like brown brown skin deals oh, that's me yeah right? and it's and it's like for me when it clicked really is like listening to when i listen to malcolm x yeah. yes talk about like loving the color of your skin you know yes. loving your blackness yes. but i interpret it for me i interpret right. it as like my brownness yeah. no and and that's what that's what uh malcolm x was for you know he, he was definitely a, a black person for for the black people but I, I feel like he represented minorities in a lot of ways especially the mm-hmm. ones who really love themselves mm-hmm. and you know to piggyback off like the pivoting point at the u of a it was kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly my mm-hmm. senior year of high school and J. Cole, 2014, Forest Hill Drive. Those two albums came out my senior year when I was trying to, like, find find out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I could, like, picture music videos for every single song that I heard from both of those albums. Mm. And how, you know, despite their struggle, they were happy that they were black. And it was just like, you know what? 
yeah, let me let me turn me being black into the next best thing for the next black boy or girl. And even like in the Latino community, you when you're a little kid, you hear things like, "Oh, she's so beautiful. She's got white skin and blue yeah. or green oh, eyes." Yeah, yes. and I'd be over there all dark as hell. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. What, "What about me? What about yeah. me, mom?" Yes. <laughs> I grew up with, with family members telling me like. No salgas tanto al sol or wear a hat. Mm. Um, don't go out during daylight porque te vas a poner más morenita. And it's just like, I, I love it. So now I like I purposely lay um, out on my back deck and yes. serve the sun because like the sun is good for you. Wear sunblock, everybody. People are literally yes. trying to tan to look like yes, yes. And like, I'm just, you know, this is this is what I'm blessed with. Right? So I so I love it. I enjoy it. So hija del sol. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, I, I, I embrace it because it's beautiful and like yeah. our culture is just amazing and the more you get to know especially about your indigenous roots like once you get connected to that you know not hating on the colonizer side but you know we're not <laughs> yeah. we're not we're not embracing that because mm -hmm. that's not us yeah. so like once you get to know your indigenous roots your traditions your culture and how we came about and how everything happens is like you start making sense of other things that you're like oh my gosh because it's all connected mm -hmm. it's i have connected. to like I want to embrace everything I have control of. Like, for example, my last name, Camacho, it's, it's Spaniard, it's Portuguese. Yes. You know, it's not really, like, like uh, Aztec. Yeah. You know, but I can embrace my skin. Yeah. I can embrace just the, like, the roots of my culture. Yeah. I, I took a 23andMe test uh, about a year ago. You voluntarily gave up your I DNA. did, I did. Wow. So someone's going to clone me now, but yeah. it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's funny y'all say that. It's funny y'all say that because my, my running joke is like, black people should get it for free because we didn't ask to come here. Thank for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Thank agree you. with that. I, agree I just don't that. think there's enough information. Like, what, what did you find? Like, what were your results? Like, were you happy with it? Um, Not the European side that much. I wasn't happy with that well. since that was the majority. Oh. Uh, I did have, it was like almost <laughs> half was like indigenous okay. yeah That's and and it was like 46 percent yeah. indigenous it might have been like 48 or 49 percent oh, yeah uh That's... european mm -hmm. portuguese and spaniard okay um but going back to the whole like being called things or, or being told things when you're small yeah. um there was a kid like when i was a little I, I forgot if i mentioned this in the podcast or not but there was a kid um that was just as dark as me mm -hmm. and he was being racist towards me like when i was like, a little kid and he called me burnt cookie. That's what that's what he said to like try to like make me feel bad. Yeah. Ooh. Then when I and when I started embracing myself more and like embracing the color of my skin, I used that name as a screen name for a lot of social media sites. That's burnt that's cookie. That's and I was like, I'm just gonna embrace it. I love being burnt. How old are you when that happened? Probably like eight or seven. Wow. And the kid was like twelve or thirteen. See, for us, it was African yeah. booty scratcher. Ooh. Yeah, and that that one that one was tough. Getting called African booty scratcher in front of your crush, like that's a blow. So who who <laughs> calls that? Is Ooh. it is it does it come from white folks or is it from it act, other so people it, of color? It, it, it comes from black folks. Um, it, it's funny because you know you get you get taught certain things and they come off as jokes, but really it's just self hate. Well, jokes come from somewhere. Yeah, you right, know? right. People exactly. are like, oh, I just said it. No, you said it because it comes from somewhere. Who hurt you? There's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I've been called everything in the book. I've been called the N-word by white mm. people. You know, it You know, it, it happens and, you know, you get to a point to where, like, all right, I'm going to take that word now and mm. I'm going to embrace it. So, like, yeah. you want to call me that? And then I'm going to, you know, be like, well, that's my, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's, that's how, like, like you said, jokes come from everywhere. So mm. that's how that works. I'm I'm too scared to use. Not scared. I I don't want to use the ones that I've been called because I feel like they're demeaning. Um, specifically, the ones that I've been called like also have been are used specifically for undocumented people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and I'm not undocumented, yeah. and I don't. Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to like m like have an undocumented person hear that word yeah, coming yeah. from me. But yeah. like. Yeah, just the most random people oh, have been yeah. racist towards me for like yeah, for no reason. Don't even know you, like don't yeah, even yeah. know you. And if they sat down with you and like had lunch with you and just talked to you about like your experiences and your struggles, I feel like they would not even do anything like that. You yeah. know? I don't know. I feel like folks show you who they are. Yeah, and you, you know, need to believe them. You, you know, just man. The last time it happened to me, I was I went to go pick up an order at a Cambaro, uh Mexican restaurant, Rogers. A truck passed by. And they threw the whole, uh, call me a wetback. Just Whoa. four guys, 
three guys in a truck, and they that, were. That's a that's like an old term. I didn't even know people still used well, it. Well, they used it. Like when I was growing in my generation, like that that was that was a word. Yeah, and they and then they they literally just passed by the truck, saw me, said it, and just went. I was like, I was holding my food. I was like, what? what Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, and a part of me was like, I'm gonna go f- like yeah. follow them, but then I was like, nah, like I'm outnumbered, and it's not even it's not a good idea. Not a good. Great, like no, we were at a graduation um, for one of my. Uh, now brother-in-laws and i remember like walking and like this couple passed me and you can you can clearly hear the older white man saying man this need to move and it it happens it happens now but you know if i retaliate i'm going to prison yeah so yeah, and like they, there's been some videos on social media where people like they'll leave, smack someone. Leave their leave their mics on, and then yeah. they get. You know. Oh no, but not just that. I'm talking about like when someone when gets people called retaliate. The oh oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah. Someone gets smacked the heck. If out. I yeah. if I wasn't who I was, I would definitely reshare those. <laughs> Have you ever been called an anchor baby? Just by like Trump and some other folks. Oh no, oh, not Lord. directly, like directed at. Oh no, you have. Oh, absolutely, Oof. absolutely. And this was back in the early two thousands, and the my sister and I worked for this nonprofit, and so we were out, and so they, uh, I think the was it the Morning News Democrat said I don't know, were doing um, like a special like a, like entrevista, mm-hmm. and it was the movers and shakers yeah, uh, yeah. you know it was like a while back so my sister and i were on there uh, and this was I like remember that yeah it was a nice picture of y'all yeah it was yeah we were I joking remember. we're talking about our twin powers <laughs> saludos twinkie uh, but the people and this was where you know we were barely getting to like the online to like commenting and mm-hmm. logging in and everything because anchor baby's new right no anchor Baby. but like on 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 the mainstream hasn't it isn't it more like new after like politics in like 2016 where it became uh like well, no, a that's more... probably when you started paying attention that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i felt okay. like 2016 was like a shift like where, uh, oh, where people people in america started paying attention to what words oh actually yeah were. exactly yeah. no 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 this 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 term it's comes term. yes an yeah. old term and you know i've heard it all i've been called a spick i've been called mm-hmm. a wetback mm-hmm. i've been called a beaner mm-hmm. uh which beaner i mean sometimes it's kind of like like even people within our community use it with themselves, which is yeah, which I don't like. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't like it either. I don't like it either. But again, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about yeah, actually taking, with our word, taking yeah. that. I actually just cooked beans thirty minutes ago. Though, so I kind of smelled something. <laughs> so I hate that I felt that that I fit that stereotype, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, uh, and it's just you know, I we just need to stop listening to other people because like this is eating frijoles is rooted in our culture i love frijoles you know they're the best so like i am done with you know trying to call our food um a treat or unhealthy or Mm -hmm. i can't eat mexican food because i'm in a diet i'm sorry uh no our our, we grew up on this food so don't come in you know try to make mexican food the evil when Mm. it's not michael day (laughs) <laughs> my bad <laughs> so we, we kind of moved away yeah just yes. I want to talk I want to talk I want to talk about your upcoming projects because you have so many and I'm just like so proud and I'm gonna be there too how do y'all know each other though can you talk about that oh man uh we met y'all pretty much BFFs yeah y'all there's no pretty much yeah no yeah, we, we, are. we are no 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 <laughs> yeah. um man we met um we both started working for um under one of well now my old boss but we worked under him um at the communications part department for Springdale Public Schools and I'll never forget like one of the conversations we had when I was like yeah she's gonna be around for a long time we were talking <laughs> about we were talking about the upcoming election the upcoming election and I'll try not to give away who votes for who, but like Mm. somebody said they were voting, um, you know, red and somebody said they were voting blue. And I remember, um, Mari, she was saying, I don't care for either one of these. Yeah. And I was like, this is my friend. <laughs> like, she gets it. Like, we lose either way it yes, goes. Yes, you know, yes. and then, you know, she got to talking about um, local elections. And then she really started talking about, you know, embracing her culture. And I was like, wow, she sounds like how I sound like with my culture. And so mm. one day we grabbed lunch and we just started talking. And all of a sudden, like, 
you know, now now we text at least oh, three, yeah. four times a week, oh, you yeah, know, just yeah, to check yeah. in on each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 we do. It's just, you know, there's people that, you know, match your energy and you just, you know, mm-hmm. just get along. And, you know, part of that, you know, getting to know him, you know, knowing his background and him getting to know him. Like, I mean, we, we are really good friends. Like, I tell him things. And you know we talk about things, and it's it's always good to have that that friendship and that different point of view. Mm-hmm. But his advocacy and mm-hmm. his passion, I was just like, oh my, it's like it's the same but brown. <laughs> it's love, the same but brown. Don't you love when you when you find people like that in your workplace? Oh my gosh, yeah. it's amazing. Where it's yeah. like you can't necessarily, you might not necessarily be able to talk about something like at your workplace. Yeah, but yeah. listen. Oh, okay, hey, we would lock in each other. So really, I would go and hide in his office, and I'm like, dad venting about whatever was happening and like same thing he would listen like, oh. oh my gosh listen i went in springdale with the mindset i'm not here to make friends i'm here to make money and i'm getting out <laughs> and when she started talking about like her passion it was just like well that rule just went out the window. <laughs> yeah, but you know i'm glad that rule went out the window because not only like are we so close but like you know she she knows my wife she has a good relationship with my wife mm-hmm. she, she know my kids <laughs> and it's just Gia. like you know you don't we we hear this all the time on social media. How about like we don't have any real close ones? Well, I'm happy to say I don't. Yeah. Like I don't I don't have that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have someone that's close as her. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. It's yeah. super sweet. He's super sweet. And now I'm doing working and doing projects. Yeah. With him, tell so. me about that. Yeah. yeah so she's on the tell tribe. Us, tell us. I'm part of the tribe. Yeah. So okay. uh, man, we got a lot coming up. Um, we're still in the um film festival circuit for our um, third short film Division Films presents and the winner is which is about Hollywood's exploitation of black trauma okay. um, thus far we <laughs> so far we've been in 13 film festivals winning wow. three so that's a nice. blessing um, and as that's going on we're um, we're in production to, to do uh, Division Films presents the Sextons which is a um, YouTube series that's based on um, postpartum depression in Ooh. men. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I, know that, much about that's, that. That's what I said. I'm like, that's the that's the twist. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, like we know postpartum um, depression exists in women. You know the <laughs> facts are there, um, but I think a lot of people don't discuss. You know what happens when the men goes through this new experience of I did not even know that was a thing yeah it's a thing I've I've been to therapy for it oh really yeah on multiple locations yeah so we're looking to do that we start production actually at the end of the month um homie homie to the left of me she will be doing behind the scenes photography and videography so I'm I'm excited I'm very excited and then of course um next week is the second annual Arkansas Black Film Woo! Showcase. Yeah. Okay. And that um Division uses its platform and voice to advocate for other um black filmmakers. And so we have filmmakers coming in from central Arkansas. We have a nice. Arkansan coming in from California as she used to work for ESPN. Now she works for Fox Sport One and she just won her second Emmy for best wow. sports documentary. So I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really you, have a, excited. you have a lot going on. Yeah. Trying to stay busy. That's hey. why it's so hard to schedule him. Like, I, how long have we been trying to get Mike on the podcast? I think it's been a few. Maybe like, I think since I started. I think so. maybe, yeah. It was before then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we, before yeah, then, we, yeah. You guys have already things happen. We completely yeah. understand. I'm, and also, like you know, being busy and and just life events in general. I, yeah. I'm very like understanding. Uh, yeah, but I'm so, glad you're here. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm I'm so grateful for y'all patience because it's, oh, it it has not been an easy two months. If people right. know if. Pe- people who know my personal life yeah mm-hmm. like so you know all the prayers have been working mm-hmm. all the spiritual guidance mm-hmm. and blessings have been working and now we're Oof. ready to get back outside and take over that's yeah. good that's good and i know because whenever i went to go do my debate show uh well how long ago was that like oh uh, that was like a four months, months ago, ago? No. Four or five months? No, no that was in like that was in 2021 yeah that was 2020 oh really mm-hmm. man yeah. time has gone by yeah quick. yeah um and wait what it was it was. was it? I know I had a beard. It was. Oh wait, no, it wasn't. I'm, sure? I'm pretty sure it no, was I, January. I think February. it yes, oh. because I, the only reason why oh. I remember is because you were talking about how um, you gave up the DACA funds like yeah. in December, so yes. it had already yep. passed, yep. and, and we had just right. recovered and from we COVID. Yeah, we yep. just recovered from COVID, and we were we were getting advice for, um, from Travis. Yeah. So yeah, yes. you're right. Yeah. And yes. I remember when I went there, you told me that you listened to Tom's episode. Yes. And I was like, 
because I had seen Tom post your stuff on on social media, um, and I was really interested in it, and I want to learn more of it. And I was like, dude, just come on the podcast. You know, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of people that need to know about the work that you're doing, and hopefully, people that are listening are in the future can collaborate with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are we are open. So. Besides what we've spoken about, you also won an award with AT&T. Can you talk a yes. little bit about that? Wow. Ooh, y'all did y'all research. Did my research. <laughs> yes. Wow. So um, the AT&T um, Dreaming Black Future Maker is a, um, is a project from AT&T, the cell phone company, mm-hmm. um, to highlight black, black content creators. And I won that. Technically, I won that back in December 2021. And... Um, we made the announcement in February, and that was an initiative. We got a lot of grant money, and we were able to, um, how can I say this? We were able to get fund, get funding from AT&T to buy equipment, um, give away um, some merchandise, you know, to mm. people who have been very, very loyal and has done has done a lot of stuff for Davis and for little to nothing. So that was our way to pay them back. Yeah. Hey, nice. Yeah, we got to get you one. Hey, please do. I'll yeah. I'll wear it with pride, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, we we won that. Um, and and to me, when I win something like that, it's always about giving back to the people who've been supporting since mm-hmm. day one, yeah. while investing in your future. So we were able, we were actually able to pay actors, you know, um, from and the winner is because they did a tremendous job. If you haven't seen it, y'all need to watch it. Where where can people access your movies? Um, so you can't access that that one yet because um, mm-hmm. Anna Winner is is technically still in um, film film festival runs, yeah. and we're trying to get a distribution deal with that one. Hey. But um, the other ones you can uh, hop on YouTube, just search Day Vision, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll see the red and black Day Vision. You click on that, and you can watch um, you can watch about five micro shorts and two short films. Um, the okay. two short films called Focus and The Black Vote. Okay. And they are uh, heavy topics, but you know you sprinkle a little comedy in it with real with, with real life, and mm. it makes for perfect content. I'm I'm a big video guy too. Okay. Um, I used to be like I used to do Bulldog News at Spring Hill High School. Yes, and, and yes. I was part of a video yeah. uh, department. I would help out with like just the news with different videos, and I'd also like always incorporate. Uh, social justice mm-hmm. activism and just sneak it in there. Sometimes yes. getting yes. in trouble, but sneaking yes. it in there. Um, <laughs> that, and that was kind of where <laughs> I terrible. <laughs> get in trouble for like uh, what? sharing. Let me tell you, one time I was I was filming a movie that included gangsters in it, and uh, school officials actually thought that there was a gang in Sprino High School because we were, we were filming. We had a camera and everything, and we had some folks that were like. We're concerned with these people. Like, what's oh, it called? What's that term called? Is it loitering? Loitering. Because yeah. there was like yeah. five people, five of us, uh-huh. like together and stuff, and like filming the scene and stuff. And I, I was like, yo, we're just filming a movie. Yeah. They includes like two yeah. or three gangsters, yeah. but yeah. there were and there's that, a camera and that, here. And not only that, but that's part of like them trying to get us to assimilate. Like, gangsters, like that is rooted in our history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suit, you know, in the tiempo de los pachucos. It doesn't mean they're bad either. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean they're bad. But Style. this trying to like make it seem like oh, so, so cualquier persona que esté vestido is like bad, bad, bad. And yeah. it's just like no, that's what we have been taught. But this is part of our culture. Like yeah. I grew up in the Chicano, you know, movement, and mm-hmm. that was like a lot of you know a lot of oldies and a lot of really nice cars. Uh, <laughs> but like that, I'm very proud of what I lived through, mm-hmm. and to now you know see how it's criminalized like i really feel like it's a an attack direct attack on our culture yeah they probably don't see that though i don't well of course I was to, not i'm about to say i don't know how it is for y'all but like for us and we got bloods crips yeah and, and, same uh, yeah uh, you know a lot and blue red we got no yeah, blue red Orenos. yellow black it's so many <laughs> There's but so many. <laughs> you know you know the uh, to your point the original um reason for forming these gangs is because it was unity yes. you know mm-hmm. some people didn't have their fathers mm-hmm. and so the direct response was, from that was to start these gangs start the black panther movement mm-hmm. and things in that nature and what has happened you know to your point you know you got tv which is unfortunately used for both good and bad but in this case it was terrible and you know um eventually when when we remove ourselves from our history mm-hmm. that's when that's when it becomes a problem and mm-hmm. so one of the things I always say um, to people is like, you know, red, red and blue in the hood ain't too far removed from 
what's in the government. Yep. I'm yeah. not even going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying, you know, and so some people see what I'm saying, a lot of people don't. But. See, this is why I like having conversations with Mike. Like, <laughs> and, and not only just with Mike, with you, with other people that, you know, you have this other per- perception, you have a different view, a different take on things. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is part of the thing that is missing from a lot of it is that you you should not talk about us without us at the table. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know? And, and like, it all it all falls on sympathy. Just yeah, having sympathy yeah. for, for the next person. Yeah. And the yeah. reason why why I brought that up about the filming was because that was kind of the moment where I was like, oh, I like doing video. Yeah. And from that point, like I would do little music videos. I would. And now he's famous on TikTok. <laughs> not, yet, not yet. I haven't made it on TikTok yet. And like. And also, like, I did, like, weddings and quinceañeras and, like, all oh, these different okay. parties. Uh, yeah, I was all over the place. Yeah. What's your and favorite type of video to do? Because everybody has a favorite type, whether it be music videos or weddings. Yeah, music Films videos. Films are hard. Films are hard. Like, five minutes can be hard. Oh, yeah. And then when it's, like, 20 minutes, it's mm-hmm. even extra hard. Anyway, I think when it's, like, 20 minutes, isn't the hard part, like, you have all this, all this film, all this B-roll... And you just can't put it in 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yes. Um, the, three, <laughs> yes. the three big films I've done thus far, it's always about making time for it. That's the hardest part, making time for it. But then the second hardest part is like, well, what camera angle looks good? Mm-hmm. How did they say this? Did they say this right on this take or this take? When do oh, I yeah. cover it up? And it's, it's a lot. She's seen me, like, edit, edit films at work, and yeah. it's just like... I'm like, wow. It's like a science almost. It, it really is. And I'm just like, I, I'm so thankful that there's people that, you know, go to school and this is what they love because, like, I benefit from their art. Yeah. You, know? I just say so, to, you can definitely tell them about me producing and directing a couple of your episodes. Oh, for sure. Like, <laughs> you know, Mike Day, you know, because we were coworkers, but he, um, he was with me on my journey when I started Cafecito y Charla mm-hmm. and, you know, and really, like, elevated, you know, the the level of professionalism and just like camera mm-hmm. work and you know to get my show to where it is now like two angle cameras mm-hmm. and all these and like all these lights and things like that but that's because we were able to work together yeah you know yeah. we we uh i mean you got to see us working mm-hmm. you know we just you know we just click and we work well but it's because we were also open to like having these conversations i was like oh i don't like that or you know just i can tell y'all were very comfortable with each other just the yeah. way you spoke to each other uh, <laughs> oh yeah oh, he yeah. can be a little mean <laughs> he can be y'all a little mean like brother and like, sister no yeah. this is this is big sis when she act right <laughs> yeah i'm like come on like, come on you know better than that so my my favorite type of of thing to do is music videos yeah because i i love like the listening to a song and uh, thinking about what the song might be, but then talking to the artist to hear like what their vision is yeah. and then working together. See, I used to love music videos, but then my clientele, and this isn't to belittle anyone, but I, I'm no longer on the mindset of putting guns or yeah. naked women, mm-hmm. especially black naked women, mm-hmm. in my music videos unless they serve a true purpose. Yeah, and so you know, to to Day Vision's entire goal is to change the narrative of what what the black experience looks like, yeah. and that's taken away or trying to use as minimum as possible, use minimum trauma, mm-hmm. use minimum you know, naked skin and violence. So, yeah, yeah. I never got the whole like always having guns in music videos. Like well, I, I don't well, know where a, it it's comes a tr- from. It's, it's a trend. It's, a trend. It's, it's it really started. It's always been there, but I think it really elevated when Chicago drill rap started forming. That started around 2012. YouTube is mm-hmm. big. You know, anybody can post a video. And, you know, when you don't have a budget, what are you going to do? You're going to get your props mm. and you're going to shoot and go from there, which, you know, to it made a lot of people a lot of money. But I think it also like, let me let me say this. I, I would never do it. Mm. One because I don't live that lifestyle. Never have. Hopefully, never will. But you know, just to me, to me, it does more harm than good. Yeah, like I, like I, I don't have. I don't own a gun. I want. I would in the future probably just for home, just in yeah. case. You know, um, but I just. I, I've always wanted to understand the psychology behind. You know, people with 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 guns and music videos. I get it. Like the prop wise, that makes sense. But then also, like 
what message are you trying to portray? Are you trying to tell people, don't mess with me? Well, you know, it's for the cred because, you know, society has taught us that people with guns are cool. We see it on the movies. Yeah. We see it in shows. We see it in novelas. So, I mean, this carries over to the culture of music videos. So, mm-hmm. you know, carrying guns equates you to being, like, tough and respected. Mm-hmm. So the more you have of that, the more elevated it is because there is that culture of believing that if you have a gun you are to be respected and you are to you know you're tough and you know when those persons are people of color yeah then you know then that's that, when that's, it becomes yeah i'm a firm believer like don't mean to be too political but like in a in a sense these gun these gun control laws that people are trying to advocate for it's only gonna hurt the black and brown community Mm. just like every other law that that has been placed and so you know do you think from like a mental health aspect or like what aspect are you talking about i think so use this example sro's in in schools and this is just my opinion but sro's sometimes could do more harm being on campus because it it taps into that school to prison yeah. Um, pipeline. Yeah. And so if you look at statistics in pretty much any public school, black and brown kids, specifically men, are mm-hmm. the lead when it comes to arrest. Yeah. Now, now when when you talking about giving a teacher a gun, yeah. Imagine that teacher having a bad day on a black or brown student that is having a bad day themselves, mm-hmm. but their life gets taken because of a bad day and it's just like that that's what scares me the most about giving giving people you know here's another spin especially with teachers so my my sister is a middle school teacher in texas and so texas you know they're Mm -hmm. they're one of the big ones so they were talking about arming teachers and you know training them and todo eso and Can't so even I, give them school supplies, but they want they, to give them guns mm, or a race. Mm. Yes, uh, but anyway, so I I asked her because like I really feared for her. You know, I'm like she's like they're getting attacked, they're getting they're being killed. Yeah. Um. So I like I I talked to her. I was like, what are you doing? Like, are you thinking about like maybe getting a gun? You know, for safety or whatever. She's like, are you kidding me? I'm not only a teacher. I am a brown teacher mm-hmm. if any of those cops show up in here and they see me armed guess what mm-hmm. they're gonna take me out yeah so it's so dangerous like and people don't think about that but because we have that conception of like you know if you're a person of color automatically you're already seen as a dangerous person especially if you're a male mm-hmm. if you're a male you know of color you already are seen as an aggressor so i kind of want to touch something that's like on topic but it's off topic at the same time and I'm not trying to race bait or oh, like, no. or yeah, like no, victimize no. myself, but yeah. have you ever, as a person of, uh, as a black indigenous person of color, have you ever gone to a store and because you know that you're black or you're brown, have you ever thought to yourself like, oh, the store owner probably doesn't like, probably thinks I'm like trying to steal something. Oh, absolutely. Like, automatically because they, do. because they do no 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 it's not it's not like it, it happens it, it depends where i'm going like i kind of i kind of it's weird about how my mind works i'm like yeah. i'm even trying to be like extra away from the, the things that, that and is, just yeah. keeping my distance that's PTSD. And, I'm, and i'm like you know, because we're, it's scary it yeah. is scary like we don't want to have those experiences it's scary you know and we and i had experience like that so that's what i feel what you're saying and i yeah. always feel that way I think it was like we had first arrived in Northwest Arkansas and we had gone to the Fayetteville Mall because back then it was like the only mall. And we were, I think we were at Sears or JCPenney, I don't know. We were the only ones there. And the lady that worked there would follow us around. And then like over the speaker, we started listening, security, watch camera, whatever. So every time we moved security watch, it's just like, we we can hear that. We can hear that. So I'm like, I'm done. Like, let's go. So now it makes me paranoid. Now I feel like exactly because I am a person of color, they automatically make that assumption. Yeah. And and this is to to the day vision point, like trying to change that narrative Mm -hmm. and allowing black people to feel comfortable walking into a store. Or even like, you know, having a black director win an Oscar without mm-hmm. using black trauma or mm-hmm. violence. Yeah. You know, um, not saying we can change the world, but we can definitely like oh, change a yeah. couple of opinions around us. You know, and you know, the greatest example I got is like, 
you know, my partner, um, shout, shout out to Tom, you know, he, he comes from um, a different background. Tom's a cool white dude. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's he is. He's a cool white dude. Right? He's one of the coolest white dudes I know. Right? Yeah. And, like, the coolest. and like, it's good to know that like somebody like him saw focus and was like, I want to not only help, but I want to learn so that I can go back to my community and tell them that this isn't right, you know, mm. and that that's a good feeling to have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, like, in the past few months, uh, maybe the last year, uh, Tom's also become a really good friend of mine. And yeah. we have some of the deepest conversations about yes. society it's, it's, and stuff yeah. and, like, yeah. his privilege and stuff. And I yeah. think it's good that we have people like that in our community. Yeah. But I feel that more and more we're going to start seeing more of that. Mm-hmm. But that also becomes, you know, that also will get strength by us embracing our culture and, yeah. like, you know, and calling people out. You mm-hmm. know, everybody, if anybody follows me on social media, you know, I like calling people out. <laughs> and it's just like, because, you know, example, that restaurant that opened in Benville, that... Is, Which one? <sighs> don't, don't say uh, it. Okay. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> was this recent? Was this recent? Yes, okay, yes. Okay. Is, um, and it was just this place where they sell tacos and tamales. Okay. I must have missed it. Oh, well, Damn. I mean, just to be clear. We'll talk about it off air. Just, yeah, just <laughs> to be clear. Just to be clear. I don't do it because I do not like, you know, I, okay, I do not like it when, to, it, they make us feel like they want our food. Mm. They want all we have, but they don't want us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you have someone who is not part of the culture, who benefits from white privilege. Mm-hmm come and try and appropriate your culture mm-hmm. and make make money off of our culture while our people are suffering yeah it's just like i'm not that doesn't sit right with me so first of all it's tamale and that's not even a word yeah. so just so people know tamal is one tamales tamale is, is that red candy that they would sell yes the, come on tamales, the no, they were kind of nasty no. they, were, they burned their and so that's another thing that yeah. also aggravates me if you're going to be you know colonizing and appropriating our culture mm. at least get it right yep definitely. at least get it right so like to me that's just shows a privilege and like i'm okay with calling people out on that because if we don't then this continues and mm-hmm. we're saying it we're allowing we're saying it's okay and yeah. it's not okay. It's not okay. If you ever, yeah, dije. If you, if you <laughs> ever, signing off. If, signing off. <laughs> if you ever wondered why she was a part of Day Vision, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so that's see, that's the type of conversations that we have, you know. And you know, we even though we come from different backgrounds, like, but we still, in our very own personal experience, we can. I mean, everyone in this table has had an experience with racism. Mm-hmm. Three out of three. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Yeah. That's yeah. not okay. Definitely. And and I think that if we go out into our community and like just expand this group, not just three, like more, there would be so many stories and so many other people behind them saying, Are you sure? Like I don't think that was racist. Yeah. Like, no, Karen. Oh, that I've was had, racist. I've had some of those on my Facebook. That was statuses. racist. And it's just you know, I feel like we need to stop stop saying like we need diversity training. It's no, we need to start calling people out because you're racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not diversity it's, training or whatever. It's like you're racist, and you have to come to mm-hmm. terms with that because that's the only way you're that gonna it's better. gonna yeah, it's gonna get better. It's exhausting though. I know people sometimes oh, will be like, I recently had a whole Facebook status thing about the Cinco de Mayo that uh, recently happened, yeah. and people were like, well, they were trying to defend the people that were like having some barrels. I won't say where, but they had some barrels and and mustaches and stuff like no. that, and uh, and people were like. Well, they probably don't know. You know, they probably mean well. Uh, I'm just, sorry, 2022. They, and I'm like, and they were like, oh, I think you should probably just take the time to explain to them. I'm exhausted. No, it's go, not go. a job to educate <laughs> Listen, you. Listen, go we read a book. Google, go read a book. Yeah, you know, listen instead of like just talking. Listen to people like yeah. us who are sharing our stories and saying like we mm-hmm. have lived through this. Yeah, like yeah. we have lived through this, and. You, you don't get to minimize that because it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's something that I had to learn. And like, cause even when we met, I was just kind of like, yeah, but like now I'm just like, no, 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 you're going to listen to me because I, I'm not going to stay quiet anymore. Like definitely. that's not, you're welcome. Definitely. Thank you. That's, that's definitely something that I did. I did get from, for my, I was able to feel more comfortable in embracing that in me and growing. So now mm. it's like, quítense que les voy. <laughs> and going back to you, Mike, um, talking about, you as a black filmmaker mm-hmm. in northwest arkansas which is kind of rare right you don't really see i mean i know i i think we're coming 
I think I see like I know I know of like Obed, mm-hmm. who's also you know doing a lot, of, a lot of work with, yes. with film here uh, and, and just video in general. Um, but how is that experience for you? Is there something you can think of where that you've experienced simply because you know the color of your skin and absolutely? And, uh, but like Northwest Arkansas? Yeah, no way. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Just kidding. I I've been there. Um, it's funny. That's how Day Vision came about. So when I started screenwriting, it was shortly after college, and um, the arc. So for context, film is growing at Arkansas. At a great rate. Yeah. So, shout out to the state. With that being said, black people are, black, brown people, BIPOC in general, still at a disadvantage. We'll forever mm-hmm. be at a disadvantage until we, until we do something like reparations. Mm-hmm. But. Love <laughs> <laughs> you snuck that in. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what had happened was, um, started screenwriting and I had these great ideas and I took it to these white producers, these yeah. white film companies. They can't relate. Yeah. They they couldn't relate, and you know it, it's not necessarily their fault, but because we're in the system that we're in, um, you know they they didn't understand it, and so they passed on it. As a matter of fact, focus came about from me pitching to several like judges of of white of white men, and they didn't mm-hmm. understand that you know black women made sixty three cents of a white man's dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna make it myself. And and to my point, you know, I had a great mentor by the name of Dan Robertson, who I still talk with to this day, who who couldn't relate, but he understood. And so he he t- he he encouraged me along with my wife. Without my wife, I am not here. And I want to yes. say that on air. Shout out. She said, and I quote, make your film. What are you doing? Mm. We haven't looked back since. And so now um, I'm I'm blessed to be in a position to where we can make things like the showcase to where we can bring other black filmmakers and mm-hmm. let them know that they are loved, they are supported. Um, you know, just like one of my good friends, Carrie, you know, he started a film just from looking at the showcase and now he's like, he's big. Shout mm-hmm. out to Carrie. Like, Carrie Collier Jr. is like great at what he does when it comes to Instagram. when it comes to film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should meet him. You works. should meet him in real life. He's, he's the GOAT. He also just had a baby, so he probably... Aww. wait. Oh, yeah, maybe I some good yeah. so you know same same thing with a different um Deshaun like it's like and he's from Little Rock but he has a similar struggle and it's just like we need to use or Davidson uses it its voice to uplift other filmmakers while creating yeah. our content there's enough room at the table that we create yeah and so I've always been of that mindset I feel like brown people kind of like Latino specifically they kind of have have already created a scene here just because of like yes. quinceañeras and oh, like absolutely. the weddings Same. and stuff the, like there's the business the businesses that y'all businesses. have in springdale alone like mm. like it's beautiful to see and i was telling her this like that's inspiring like that's inspiring for me to continue to get something like that for the black community mm-hmm. and you know and and it's no there's no disrespect to what's already there but you know there's nothing like having your own yeah of course Course. Definitely, yeah. definitely, and any um, any movies you recommend at the moment for folks to to watch? Maybe anything new that you've seen recently, yeah. or anything that you really like? Absolutely, Division Films presents Focus. Division hey. Films presents the Black Hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, King Richard is a great one. I still haven't um, watched that one yet. Yeah, they trying to cancel Will Smith, but we ain't letting that happen. No, that's not gonna uh, happen. We are not canceling. No, we're not canceling Chris Rock either. Like, nope, we're we're not doing that. Nope. Um, I love <laughs> King Richard. Um, That's a movie based on the uh, the Williams Venus and Serena mm-hmm. movies. Right? Oh um, yeah, that's a great movie. Oscar winning. Uh, yes. yes. Um, you know, I'll be totally honest. As a filmmaker, I have not watched a lot of films <laughs> this year. That seems to be a thing but, among filmmakers. But that goes back to my first point. I don't watch a lot of films, especially black films in general, because it's so rooted in trauma. Yeah. And I'm tired. Like I live through it. Yeah. I'm tired. My wife you know? says that a lot. Yeah. Whenever there's like a new document documentary about oh, like undocumented folks or immigrants, and people yeah. are like on social media, specifically my wife friends, they be like, "Great documentary." Yeah, and it's just and like, stuff. no, what's great about it, Karen? Those are our <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? If they can actually learn from it yeah. and do better in life, then then 
it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for people but like they, us, <laughs> there's a, a good question. there's a good number of folks that's that a good do. Question. I do think that maybe documentaries for them might not be the best thing. Maybe it's like these one on one conversations or going mm-hmm. to a going to a place where someone from this community is gonna speak and they can ask follow up questions. Documentaries aren't always the best for some people to yeah. learn. Mm-hmm. But there are some, you know, right. that yeah. like. But that kind of goes like, because I never really thought about that of how just Hollywood and like all these filmmakers like exploit our trauma and our pain yeah. to make money, and yeah. it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Well, what's gonna happen with this now? Like, what are yeah. what are well, we? What's doing? gonna happen what's with gonna the money happen that y'all just? Yeah. yeah there's no there's no follow through on anything, so they're just getting richer off mm-hmm. of our pain mm-hmm. there's a lot of good uh organizations they could donate some funds to yes. absolutely. absolutely specifically right now there's a lot of people like they need help with their daca renewals yes, and with, like yes, all these yes. different permits tps i will oh. I w- uh, sorry go sorry. ahead i will say the one trauma movie that i've seen in the last year or two that i absolutely love judas and the black messiah oh i love that Yes. That but one. that scene where the shooting happens. Don't ruin it for people that haven't seen it. No, well, there's a you, lot. Of, everyone should know Fred. Thank story you. I Fred know, Hansen. but you never know. But That's there's true. this one scene that like effed me uh, up. Yeah. And we like, I think my wife had to stop watching it because she was like, I can't oh, watch. Yeah. This. There's a movie like that that I can't ever see again. Uh, Fruitvale Station. I can never watch that again. What about? Ooh. Is it Mercy Me? That was Oscar Grant. Oh, um yes. The subway incident in California. How old was that movie? Do you know? I need to. I need to try to watch the it. Inc- if the incident happened in '08, I think the movie came out in like. You said what's a Fruitville Station? Yeah, starring Michael B. Jordan. Okay. You know does, anything? Mercy, he also does No Mercy. Oh yeah, no, Mercy, Mercy Me. Mercy Me, yeah, yeah. with with him and it's amazing. Jamie Foxx, right? Yes, yeah, I, like I can't him. remember exactly, like, but I remember him. I read and the book, so like after watching the movie, it was like Whoa. it was it was hard, and that's a movie that I, you know, I had my son watch with me, and so because I was just like, no, like we need to, you need to see this, you need to mm-hmm. see this, so it's very important for me, and I think that it's the first and only movie that was based on activism and civil rights that actually brought him to tears. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing those big, big tears just rolled on his face. And of course, I'm already like sobbing. I'm already That's, sobbing. That scene before the execution. Yes, yeah. yes, that one, that one. And he was yeah. just like, and I was just like, it's okay to have your feelings. This is really sad. Like, this is really sad. And what's worse is like, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's like the worst thing ever. Like, this. Brian Stevenson's like the one of the people that I really want to meet someday. Yeah. And just kind of have a sit down conversation because I mean I work in in you know in the criminal justice system too like like talking to I'm folks that are incarcerated. Don't lie in order. <laughs> Not in that way. I don't work. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't work as a police officer, but I work with the Bell Project, helping incarcerated yes. folks and bailing them out and helping them with resources. So the other side. You're on the, the other side. side. I'd say, how do you deal with your mental health when it comes to seeing that That's every day? That's a good day? question. because you know, because I, I know for me, like. That's actually one of the. That's actually like the last question I ask my guests is is what do you do to take care of your mental health? Oh, so I you, love so that. So you this, jumped the gun on yes, that one. So I love go that ahead. What you saying? <laughs> no, I was uh, no, I was actually saying like, so I I have a system. When when I know I'm watching too much, I'll delete. Like when I know I got a project coming up, and it involves something heavy, mm-hmm. to me, I do, I turn social media off. So when when we start producing this. Um, this YouTube series about postpartum depression in men, mm. I'm going to turn my social media off because I know there's something else in the news that's going to trigger me. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, and then I go to therapy. Mm. So. Therapy is important. Therapy is very important. Shout if out to my can, therapist. If you can afford it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. We had my therapist on here before and we, and it was like the podcast episode was called uh, Conversation with My Therapist. Love it. And we just talked about different things. Yeah. And just trying to be open. And I, and I would tell her on the, on the episode, I'd be like, you can talk about it publicly. I'm giving you permission yes, to yes. talk about my trauma. No, but they're, they're good about saying, like, I have this client, and I have yeah. this client, which is it's good and appreciated, but, um, oh, shout out to the therapist. No, for real. Like, I I go to therapy mm. now every two weeks, and okay. I, like, it has changed my life. It mm-hmm. has completely transformed my life. It oh. has made me a better person. So, Definitely. you know, we all need therapy. It's, yes. it's you know, but yes, I really do wish it was more affordable because mm-hmm. it's it's not and it should be. Mm-hmm. Mine's family time. 
family type that's time is one. what helps me recharge. Yeah, like if I one. spend time with my wife and and our dog, yeah, or if I spend time with my mom and my sister, yeah, that just like refills me yeah. back. Like I just when I when I'm re- feeling really really bad, I visit my family, yeah. or or I go outside with my wife and just play catch with my dog. Yeah, and that brings me back. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't throw this on them, but my my wife and my kids are like that awesome. recharge fuel what you're saying mm. it's like you know the world is on fire yeah. but i know i can come home and like welcome home dad welcome, welcome home Aww. well for you me know? it's my dogs too so hey hey your son brings you so much love oh don't, yeah don't but your... he's, so, he's only with me part-time so he only brings me joy part-time <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> no but he, he does i mean he knows that he i tell him all the time that he's my favorite i have one and he's my favorite so like lucky you and level. you got a twin sister too. And I got a twin sister. Like I was That's born with a maid. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes! But that also got us into a lot of trouble. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. But you got you got a profile on the Democrat Gazette. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's cool. That's yeah, I cool. mean, like, especially to be with your sibling. It's cool. Yes, but I mean, people don't know like how long I've been in the community, like mm-hmm. from Rogers to now Springdale, and like I have been involved in a lot of things, mm-hmm. and you know, like it's just like that's just the heart that I have like that yeah. this is my calling and so I make the best of everything and mm-hmm. every chance I get hey that's yeah. legit and where can people reach you if where they want to collaborate with you want to fund you Ooh. or want to oh, yeah. hey. share your cash app you said the F word funding yes Venmo, um, Venmo cash app so well there's a there's a process so through oh. the LLC you have to do different things but um <laughs> Man, if y'all want to reach us, um, the best thing to do is to go um, to YouTube and look up Dayvision and hit that subscribe button. Yes. You can follow us. You can follow us on Dayvision Films on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow our short film that's in the film festivals right now, and the winner is film. Um, in terms of personal, Michael W J Day on social, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then DayvisionFilms.com where you can watch um, our latest and greatest content um, hey I'm, I'm so excited we got a lot we got a lot coming out yeah towards the end of the year beginning of the next check out day vision yes, yes. check sure. out mike day thank you for taking the time to be here today well, i really thank, appreciate thanks it thanks for having me you beautiful people hey. Aww, and that yes, yes. was the end of episode 131 of the district 3 podcast my name is irvin y yo soy maribel we'll catch you all next week adios